Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we go through 101 movies to see before you die. As always, I'm your host, Jacob, and with me are... I'm Kat. I'm Nick. And I'm James. I love it how you guys do it in the same order every week and these two just wait for Kat to <laughs> say I was it. actually thinking about it on the drive down. I was like, do I go first or do we, like, do we acknowledge that Kat's not, with not us. here or... So three of us from the same I room. If we hadn't mentioned it, I think we would have been all right. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. All right, um, this week it is James's turn. I like how you say that surprise, like if I haven't done it, like, oh, no, no one's yeah, done a oh, report. No. Okay. <laughs> it'll, it'll happen one week. Yeah, okay, James, take it away. Well, this week we are doing Memento. Uh, and just before I get into anything else, had any of you seen this before? Never. No. No. Kat? No, I didn't even watch the trailer or anything before this, so I had no idea what it was. Okay, excellent. Neither had I. I decided, because <laughs> there's only like three things on the list that I've seen before, I'm like, let's just pick something new. And I did the same as you, didn't look, didn't read anything about it, didn't watch the trailer, just went into it. And, oh boy, it's it's not one of those movies that's just laid out real easy for you. No. Um, it's definitely not. So, so weird. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go too much into into that but to anyone who listens to this and hasn't seen it you weirdos um (laughs) it is very much told in reverse we get little 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 like everything's shot forwards but we get minutes of scenes and then we go back in time again and again until we get essentially the start of the story but we will come back to to that um so memento was released in the year 2000 uh it was directed by Christopher Nolan and written by Christopher and Jonathan Nolan, brothers. Uh, and Guy Pierce is our our main boy, Leonard Shelby, and also stars Carrie Ann Moss and Joe Pantoliano. I think that's right. Your guess is as good as mine, <laughs> man. Like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> cast, really. I'm always a bit hesitant with the very Italian-sounding names. <laughs> um, so this was the budget for this movie was nine million dollars, and it made forty million. Not too bad. Um, yeah. It was shot in twenty-five days of filming. Oh shit! Is the total of it? Yuck. Yeah, yeah. Which it doesn't. It's isn't that surprising. One because it's there's like five locations <laughs> for the whole movie. It feels yeah, like. yeah. Um, and secondly, because of the 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 structure, we see a lot of things twice. Yeah. And occasionally three times. Um, thus, you would imagine the actual amount of filming they would have to do would have been a little less. Um. It so um, apparently when John and Chris Nolan were uh, traveling across the country, John pitched the script to him. This is while he's still in college, uh, and Chris was very interested. Um, so John went on to finish college, and Chris kept telling him, "Get it, get him a first draft, get him a first draft." So eventually he did, and eventually the film was made. Um, so Guy Pierce was not the first choice uh, for Leonard. Was it Christian Bale? Can I, can I just no, ask a question? To, sorry to interrupt please. on that. 
do we ever have a movie where the person that was actually like the main lead was the first choice? Everybody, they weren't the first choice. Here's six or seven famous names that were in line first. Surely we've had at least one. And it's always the same, like six or seven names, depending on the time period. Well, based on <laughs> the appearance of Leonard, I want you all to have a guess who was uh, originally cast or who was originally mm. wanted. It's going to be some bugger. Or like <laughs> Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he walked onto the screen, I was like, I'm getting mad Brad Pitt vibes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're like, how can we make Guy Pierce look as much like Brad Pitt as physically possible? <laughs> and they did a pretty good job. Like, this could have been Thanks. Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, I can't unsee that now, hey. Yeah. Was he Oh well, you probably haven't done that much research, but was Guy Pierce anything? Back then, um, he was so. I did he probably did. I did Australian find stuff, but in in talking about the choice of it, um, uh, Aaron Eckhart and Thomas Jane were also considered. But apparently, Pierce was chosen as well as, um, as well as doing a good script read. He um was chosen partly for his lack of celebrity. They wanted um after they decided they couldn't get Brad Pitt, they wanted less. They went of the an, opposite. Yeah, they wanted less <laughs> of an A lister. Um, and also it let them film the movie cheaper because, I mean, you, nine millions. millions to yeah, but you don't have to pay Brad like Pitt. a Brad Pitt a million dollars to do it. Yeah. You can give Guy Pierce like yeah. freaking like day rate or yeah, yeah. <laughs> 80 bucks an hour or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, nine million budget feels low right now. For yeah. 2000, I'd it's still low for like... For a movie yeah, on this list. Yeah, it'd be pretty... But yeah, oh. I guess for this style of movie, it'd be pretty standard. Yeah, it's nothing like... it's Because there's no there's not real special effects or anything. Effects, it's, yeah. yeah, it's all just... It's a good point. It's all yeah. just drama predominantly. Yeah, it's yeah. just people on a ca- people on behind a camera, in front of a camera... People in front of a camera doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the film was nominated for best original screenplay and best film editing but it did not win either rip um mm. so now i was really thinking about who i could be mean to and ask to to tell me the plot <laughs> of this film <laughs> but i've decided because it's told pretty weirdly i'm going i'm going to just talk you through it so um, nick you can you can stop sweating it's okay <laughs> we always choose nick too yeah it's always we just pick on yeah, nick. if i had it would have yeah. been nick. um like carrie edmos is in this mm-hmm. and she's in like a bit of stuff like in this the time matrix. she was in a fair yeah a fair bit but like apart from the matrix and jessica jones is this is the only thing i've ever seen her in yeah same <laughs> yeah like, and i'm just going through what she's in now yeah, and i'm like true. i have not seen any of this well, this was this between matrix and reloaded yeah, because it was 99 and then yeah. 2001, wasn't it? 2003. Or 2003, okay, yeah. yeah. So a few, so just after the first one, but a few years before Reloaded. But, like, pretty – the original one. She still would have been very well known. Yeah. Apparently, I, um, they kind of – they had other options, um, but because they didn't get Brad Pitt, they wanted to get someone at least fairly well known for Natalie. Mm. Um. They are also um, Joe Pantoliano, Teddy, um, is also in the Matrix, um, and they were originally too worried. They were originally worried that he was going to be too villainous for the role, uh, but apparently Chris Nolan was very, very happy with his before the subtlety of his performance overall. He is a bit, he is, he is a bit of a dickhead, creepy, <laughs> and 
you you get a certain uncomfortableness from him throughout the film. Yeah. See, I saw him in a movie when I was a kid, and I had never seen him in anything else since, oh, like, until The Matrix. And like, I can only think of him as one of the villains from Baby Stay Out. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's seen I that. I've not heard of Baby Stay Out. It's basically Home Alone, but with a baby. <laughs> Wait, what? It's yeah. And he's it, one of the. It's, how does yeah, the baby so set up a swinging paint? Tin or a okay, no, hot so doorknob. So these guys like kidnap this rich couple's baby in order to get money, but the baby escapes. And while How? they're chasing down the baby, like the baby, when just we makes say all baby, this, like environmental, like a crawling, like I know, not even one year old baby, and like what the, the baby will just like, cr- like, like I know, crawl on like a plank of wood. And it'll like smack a guy in the face and like, but it's like <laughs> two Jesus hours So it's home alone, like, but it makes a bit less sense. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm not going to say it's great because it's probably terrible, but <laughs> I'll always look at that guy and think of, that, <laughs> think of him. <laughs> anyway, I figure we can get into the actual plot. Uh, so we start, we start at the end with this bloody movie. Um, the only scene that's actually mm-hmm. properly shot in reverse uh, where Leonard shoots Teddy uh, in the back of the head. Um, and apparently I was reading, because Chris Nolan talks a lot about this, um, they shot, when I read this, I felt like I was having a stroke because they, like, they talk <laughs> about they shot it backwards and then reversed it and then reversed it again but with fancy filming stuff and I probably shouldn't have included this because I didn't understand what it was saying but essentially this was this was the by far the longest uh the long of of all the shots in the movie this is the one they spent the longest on the opening probably some like make sure it would look good in reverse I assume. and to be fair it it did look good like yeah. it, it did like get me very interested right away I'm mm. like ooh this is artsy and and, <laughs> and interesting and yeah there's probably like there's probably more care in it than them just going all right and press control whatever to like <laughs> play the footage backwards there you go home time boys <laughs> i'm sure it has to be paced we're all done my, yeah. it's like we filmed it all now just press reverse play and off we go <laughs> they're talking backwards no they're not don't worry about it um so immediately after this, we start um, another difficult thing. Well, another complicated thing with the structure, which is that it's in, all interspersed with Leonard in black and white uh, narrating over um, over the events of his revenge with the case of, I can't remember this man's name, of Sammy Jenkins, uh, who is also, tattoo- his name is tattooed on Leonard's left hand. It's the first tattoo you see. Remember Sammy Jenkins. Remember Sammy Jenkins. Tells everyone about him. And Sammy Jenkins is another man with a condition very similar to Leonard's, but before, uh, before Leonard has his condition, I believe, I, I, I yeah, didn't yeah. entirely get the timeline of that. Yeah, it's before. It's yeah. Yeah. As far as I could tell, it was before. I thought he was. I thought that um, John G was like telling him that he was Semi Jankus, but then I 
but yeah, I don't know. This movie's just I need to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's and we will talk about watching it again when we <laughs> do that, that <laughs> section. Uh but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't sure entirely about that, but obviously he is done as a as a parallel to Leonard. Um, and Leonard is trying to work out if he's faking it. He initially thinks he is because Sammy recognises him and then comes to understand that when you have this kind of condition, you just pretend to recognise people because that's what they're expecting you to do. Um, makes them feel better about themselves. Yeah, and I, I mean, you, you can't help but feel pretty, pretty yeah. shit for Sammy and his wife through through this. It's and then she uses him to like kill herself. Yeah, I mean, we can we can jump to that now if we want. We don't have to take this movie front to back. I mean, it doesn't take us on a front. Like, <laughs> it doesn't do. It doesn't give that courtesy to us. So. Yeah, she like. <laughs> Tries to call his bluff because she thinks, well, because she thinks it's Lenny's like totally, yeah, it's mental physical. and that he should like, he should be able to make new memories. So she calls his bluff for like constantly winding a watch back, like, it's time for my shot. It's time for my shot of insulin. And he just keeps giving her insulin and then she's in a coma and then she's dead. Yeah. And it's like, holy and shit. It's like, if you were testing someone for that, don't you think at the, Assuming the second one is the one where you're really yeah. fucking up. You, you oh, wait, yeah. wait until he's maybe, about to do it and you're like, maybe, no, stop. Maybe even four. Like, just be like, okay. Or maybe I just test I'm him with, with something else. <laughs> yeah, like get him to... Yeah, but what, like... What, what, what can you inject into yourself that has no effect? No, but I was just saying like... Because <laughs> I was saying like he remembers to do like normal like other things. So it's just like... Yeah. I don't know. Just I suppose because it was so important, she yeah. thought this was what was going to make him crack. Yeah, but yeah, like just stop getting... In- so many times It's a poor idea I mean she probably <laughs> Wanted to die though Yeah I mean she was a Like she wasn't stopping it So She was a very Very sad yeah. woman And then he doesn't know What to do when she like Passes out He's like This hugs her And he's like Oh 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 Cause like He doesn't know what to do That was very sad Yeah But as we uh, Will discover uh, Sammy did not Actually Have a wife And Mrs Jenkins Does not exist <laughs> Um, right. Coming back to that okay. later Because Look, this is difficult, alright The structure of this movie Makes doing a report on it tricky um, But we're going to go back to Leonard At the at the start of the movie um, Who we first find in a hotel um, And we quickly work out Because of his condition Which is a real thing called Anterograde amnesia Short-term memory loss for those listening at home. Yep, basically. Um, essentially, amnesia where you you cannot, after the traumatic event that has caused your amnesia, you can't remember any anything after that except for like your very, very immediate memory, aka like a couple of minutes. Um, so we, we quickly see how Leonard manages his condition. He... Uh, uses Polaroids of a lot of things and he carries his Polaroid camera to remember people and places and writes down little notes about them. Um, we see that at the start where Teddy Teddy says, like, when he's about to kill him, what's my name? Teddy, yeah, you read that off a fucking note. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we also see that for very important things, Leonard tattoos them on his body, including, including some that are in reverse so that the second he sees himself in a mirror, he can read it. It's kind um, of freaky, isn't it? Yeah. 
Just waking up. Where did this tattoo come from? Why does it say do not answer the phone? Why am oh. I not meant to answer the phone? When they when they do the reveal of peeling off his latest yeah. tattoo for don't yeah. don't answer the phone while he's on the phone. I'll, yeah, like, it's like do not answer the like, phone. It's like why? What happened? Like I know it was an obvious grab, but it it, it actually made me go. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> Imagine like being on the phone that like you have that condition. You're on the phone and he looked down and goes, "Do not answer, answer the phone." The phone. <laughs> but I'm on the phone. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Who am I talking to on the phone? Um. So we find out that that Leonard uh, Leonard's wife was raped and murdered by a man, um, and thus he is seeking revenge on this man. This he all he knows is his name is either John G or James G, uh, and that is hey, in one of his tattoos. You're a James. <laughs> I am, but I'm fortunately a James K. You're all right, uh, so I don't have to worry uh, about. We don't have to. We don't have to dog hunting him. me down. <laughs> um, Speaking of John G, in the original script from Jonathan Nolan, um, Jonathan Nolan, John G was an homage to his professor for screenwriting, John Glavin. Uh, which, what a nice what homage a nice to your <laughs> <laughs> professor. You raped and murdered a fictional man's wife. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously didn't like him very much. <laughs> and I just really like that out of, uh, out of Mr. Nolan. Wow. It's a bit brutal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as well as the... Um, as well as the Polaroids, the tattoos, and his uh, noteboard, um, he also often recalls um, his other anterograde amnesiac, Sammy Jenkins. As we, Sammy Jenkins, Sammy Jenkins. Have I ever told you about Sammy Jenkins? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So from from killing Teddy, we go backwards to him meeting Natalie Carrie and um. Carrie Ann Moss, who gives him the the license plate number from Teddy to to find him. Uh, Natalie is a bartender who. That, that, sorry, I'm, I'm, as I'm going through the plot, I'm like, this is from later. Um, <laughs> it's okay. The uh, whole movie's from later. <laughs> so Na- earlier, Natalie is helping um, helping Leonard because, she, as far as he's aware, she's also lost someone and so she's helping him out of pity and that's what his that's what his note says about her um going going back from that uh we see uh that the re- that well the new reason that we think that Natalie is actually helping um Leonard is because he has helped her with a a problematic drug dealer or drug enforcer Named, I should write these names. Dodd. Named Dodd. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. Really, really memorable and lovely name there. Who's Dodd? <laughs> Which I believe. Do we first see him when he's in the um in the cupboard? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> this dude in the cupboard. Then like, wakes up and there's this guy beaten half to death yeah. with tape over his <clears throat> mouth in his cupboard. What the fuck? Um. I, what I do like about this, like this movie, like you kind of figure out pretty early that you're going backwards. And there's like one scene, like you're like, oh, like because that scene like ends, and then like the next scene ends where that scene started, and yeah. it, it like clicks in your brain of like what's happening. But I love it, like it kind of goes on when you get like the guy in the cupboard, you're like, oh, I wonder how he got in the cupboard. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this structure. So it's 
Almost definitely there's a Simpsons episode parodying it and oh, I've never yeah, realised it probably. what it was parodying until now. Yeah, but yeah, it was just funny. I'm like, oh, because things would happen like, oh, I wonder how that happened. And it's like, oh, I'll find out in two minutes. Actually, no, I've just realised what it also reminded me of. It's um, NCIS with the little grey screens of like what the what that scene is going to end on right at the start. That's a thing? That's no, yeah, Okay, never mind. I've no watched much NCIS. I've never seen it. Okay. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> They like it's end with a away. little. Te- they start with a little teaser of what's going to happen, and then cut back to beforehand. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Kat. I'm glad at least someone doesn't think I'm crazy. Uh, I mean, I don't know if she doesn't think you're crazy. She just understood that. Knows bit. What, James, who are you talking to? There's yeah. no one on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we then cut. I think the the probably the quickest section of cuts is through the the couple of Dodd scenes. Yeah. So we have him in the uh in the hotel and then we have one of my favorite moments with uh when he's uh being chased and he forgets and he and he starts chasing Dodd then realizes Dodd's chasing him. Yeah, he's like, like, Am I chasing, chasing this guy? guy? <laughs> nope, that guy's chasing me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he like turns starts and running at him. He's like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm being chased. We then um we then see the original confrontation where Dodd is uh, honking aggressively at him. So Leonard kindly pulls over for him only for yeah. Dodd to uh, hold him at gunpoint. And then as he tries to get in the car, Leonard just jumps out yeah, the other side. <laughs> he's like getting in. It looks, he's like, what? Where'd he go? <laughs> um, now, one of the things that didn't make sense for me a while for a while was like, what, what was, how did, why was this where Dodd found him first with the, with the yeah. cars thing? Which, I eventually, which you eventually get answered at the end that the very end. car is not his car. Yeah. Um, hinted at a few times. Yes. But as we said, this movie's a bit confusing. Um, but it gets to a point where it runs forwards. Did you realise that? Yeah, it like crosses Because over. he leaves the motel in his truck yeah. at the very end. Like the last... Perhaps the last couple of scenes run forwards back to where the, just before, like... Where he get, puts the truck there, yeah. Yeah, because he like, has his car, then you go back to the hotel and it's back in his truck and there's a couple of scenes that run in order. <laughs> Which is rare. Yeah, so instead of like jumping each scene pretty much to like what happened before, there's a couple from like the motel with his truck like, through to like where he finds um, Jimmy. And then, yeah. It's a good point. I suppose I don't, didn't notice it because I just, my brain was like, this is how a movie works. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> ignore can, it. Ignore it. Can, can we call this out for the audience? Nah. Nah. Okay. Um, so then uh, we see Leonard um, <laughs> with Natalie um, and we start to see uh, the real Natalie that from, I mean, from the start, you kind of know this woman is not, is not kind of what she, she says she is yeah, or what bit off. Yeah. And then we finally see it with, uh, her calling Leonard a retard several times. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that was hard to watch. Yeah. That was a bit, ooh. And, uh, <laughs> calling his wife a whore and then, yeah. and then stealing his pen so that he can't remember her and coming yeah. back in about. But, I mean, he does like punch her in the face. Yeah, he does. He does punch a square fair. in the face. Kat, can you still hear us? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm just Excellent. looking at the photo you <laughs> sent. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably the roughest scene to watch. Yeah. That that's why I was like, oh, oh shit. She's and he's like, 
this whole thing like is just, like she's just lying to him. Oh my it's god, like, that's so and he's funny. like, keep it in your memory, keep it in your memory, find a pen, find a pen, keep it in memory. Then she comes back in. What happened to you? <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> you, you, you happened to her two minutes ago. <laughs> oh, wait, no. wait, so she stole his pen? I didn't. Catch yeah, that. she took the. Yeah, I think, I think, or at least he couldn't find a pen. <laughs> but was yeah, kind of funny. Just stole his pen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Boom. No memory for you. Oh, so sad. Um, but also, fuck Lenny. You punch her in the face. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you don't like either of them, but do you like anyone in this? No one is a good person. Yeah, no. no. What about the bar who spat in his drinks? Probably the nicest. Yeah, person. Or, or the motel owner that twice. I know the but, guy who got yeah. his head kicked in on the door. Yeah, that was, <laughs> the, only, that was the only good person in the story. <laughs> I did have a good laugh at that one too. <laughs> I feel like Bert is the best person in yeah. this story. Honestly, the he just charged him twice though, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember." But apart from that, he's fine. Do you think they put that in the script? Make no one completely likable in this. Yeah, <laughs> everyone has to have at least one flaw. Be at least a little bit of a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, so following on from that, we get we get just the very start of Dodd and um, and Natalie. I, I, my brain just goes to Carrie Ann Moss. Um, Natalie telling using Leonard to keep her safe from Dodd. Um. Finally, we get back to the bar that uh, where Leonard's drink is spat in, and then he, including by himself, and he then immediately forgets yes. it. Uh, Natalie does have a little redeeming quality there, where when Leonard tells her about his dead wife, she doesn't get him to keep drinking the drink with all the spit in it. <laughs> what a what, what a class act! <laughs> Um, old mate says like, <laughs> he's like what <laughs> that one guy at the bar <laughs> just laughing because he saw his <laughs> what a dickhead um, and then we come back to Leonard arriving at the bar for the first time in uh, Jimmy uh, Natalie's Natalie's boyfriend's car and finally we get to we get to understand why why Dodd knew why she's, where, where Leonard was. Yeah. Yes. And that because at the end, after killing Jimmy, Leonard steals his car. Yes. But and where's his clothes? And Yes, takes his clothes and his car. Yeah. So bit of a bit of a giveaway for Natalie. I'm I'm surprised she doesn't just like isn't just like this guy killed my boyfriend, like fuck you. But I mean I suppose It's more she like thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's true as well. Yeah, it's like, Jim, thank once you. again, Jimmy is also a, a piece, piece of, of shit. shit. <laughs> Common theme. Um, and then yeah, we get the ending where Teddy essentially confesses to Leonard that he's been they killed the man that that raped and raped his wife years ago, but she wasn't murdered. Leonard, she was a diabetic, and Leonard was the one that uh, was. Essentially, Sammy Jenkins. But is it though? Because he's not. Sammy Jenkins is real, but Leonard. But like, was his wife diabetic? Because he's like, no, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. Like, and it kind of like it shows the needle, and it shows it to him just like pinching her. So which one was the real one? Yeah, and, and then he's like, don't believe his lies. So it's like, is, was his wife actually diabetic? Like, what really happened? I I didn't go enough into enough uh, research yeah. to actually look at the crackpot theories, but I did read that there are a lot of. Uh, fan theories about what 
the yeah. actual reality of this and movie being is. a Christopher Nolan film is never going to tell us. No, nah, he's, he's a big old like, tease. I think every one of his movies has too, got some yeah. weird fucking gimmick. What was that, cat? Sorry, <laughs> I must be a few <laughs> seconds behind. Oh no. Um, I think too that that kind of alludes to, like, at the start of the movie when he's like, memories can change the color of a car, or like change all these other things. So I guess he, like, even though he thinks he can trust his own memories, he can't. And so we, as the viewer, don't know what's real because we're going off his memories. That is, that is a good point. Um, I, sh- I should also add um, one of the things that I found while I was reading was um, apparently the f- from medical experts that have seen the movie, it is cited as a, like a very, very accurate like depiction of memory and anterograde am- amnesia. Um, yeah, right. A- apparently, like ac- like this, it's quite accurate for like how this can happen to memory and how. Fuck, it all imagine works. that. Which, yeah, is kind of terrifying because the whole time in this movie, like, this would be the worst. He doesn't have enough Polaroids. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like six, <laughs> and I'm like, you need more. He's probably got more in his big but, file. I mean, the reason we. He, he says the reason he doesn't have more was because Sammy Jenkins had too many notes. And so part of his whole philosophy is to just keep yeah, right. the important stuff. But you're right. He definitely does not have He's enough. Like six. There's like three, three people, and like where he's staying, and it's like. Imagine how much. How do you know what your car looks like, bro? <laughs> that was my main question. The whole thing is like, how do you know that's your car? Like, doesn't he have? No, he, one of them does have the car. Does it? it? Okay. Yeah. It, I was like, dude, it's not one that yeah. that comes up often, but it's like, yeah. is there only six? Is there like, Dodd, Natalie, the car, the hotel? He doesn't have a Sammy Jenkins one. That's no, just his and um, what's He's his got name? Teddy. 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 Yeah, that's, that's true. Five. Don't trust him. <laughs> Come on, man! You could have at least like a dozen. That, yeah, surely like, that's not pushing the envelope yeah, too much. I don't know. Think of how visually uninteresting it would be today because you just have a phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd just have a phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just have a phone with reminders <laughs> like, on no it. No tattoos or anything. It'd just be the most uninteresting. Just, note, just the notes app. <laughs> yeah. Um, and. I'm trying to think of what what like. There's a lot of things that you kind of get dumped on you in the in the ending. So you see Teddy like like letting him like kill bad dudes over and over again so that he can feel good about avenging his wife. Um, uh, we have Jim like Jimmy at the end saying um, Sammy. So so um, Leonard thinks that he's actually killed the wrong man, but it's just because he tells everyone he ever sees about Sammy. Yeah. I mean, it is the wrong man, but... Because he killed the right man, like, straight away. And then it was just like, let's just keep killing people. Uh, yeah. Do you reckon, yeah. like... He, what his name, buddy? The, the, the friend. Friend. Teddy. 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 Yeah. Do you reckon he's actually a cop? Probably not. I, well, I, he says I, that I he's really... a snitch at one point, and yeah, then... Yeah, but he shows him a badge. But like, I'm sure you could. Do you they just he, killed a cop and stole his badge? badge like, yeah. I mean, probably. Do, do, does does Leonard have knowledge of what exactly a police badge looks like? It might just be a yeah, like a, I don't a know, very cheap fake. You'd have yeah, to it's yeah. so weird. Oh well, um, that's your notes on that's the plot. That's about it for my notes on the uh, 
on the plot. I may have missed something as the structure is for the 50th time confusing. Yeah. Anyone like to add anything? I guess, I don't know, like, it was, it's visually interesting. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is, the story is interesting in that it's kind of like, it's a Christopher Nolan, like, every one of his <laughs> movies has got some weird fucking thing yeah. in it and this one's it fucking runs backwards. But like, I, I guess the running backwards adds to the story. I think I like touched before, like, you'll see something happen and then it will show you how it happens because I feel like if this story ran and there's like, I think in like one of the special edi- like edition DVDs or something they run in the special features. No, you can, there's the scenes in chronological order. Oh. But you have to select mm-hmm. them one at a time. Like you can only watch them one at a time, but you can go through and watch it in order. And so people say like, if the actual movie was just in order, it'd be really boring. That that's what a lot of the reviews say. Yeah. Is that this is a two star movie if it's shot in order. Yeah, if it's in if it's in order, it's just like this is just a boring movie about a dude that doesn't remember things, but you are but because Yeah, I feel like he doesn't get really annoying. Yeah. Like. But because he doesn't remember anything when you're you're kind of watching it with him because you don't know what just happened. You're just coming at it from his perspective. Yes, you're coming at it from his perspective. You're living in the moment with him, but you don't know what just happened until then you see it. So it kind of you're even though you're still going backwards through his like you're only kind of seeing what he remembers. And then you jump to what happened just before that he doesn't remember and what happened just before that he doesn't remember. So it kind of gives you an insight of like because if you're going in order you'd know everything that happened before it. Yeah. And you'd remember it all. And just be the story of him killing Teddy, who's yeah. inno- innocent. Basic. And you, I mean, not be, innocent. Yeah, but you'd be like kind of following along of like, oh, well, I know what happened then. I know who this is. I know who that is. But because we're going backwards, we know essentially as much as he does. Like we don't know anything. Like he's got no memory of anything. But we don't know what's just happened. So it adds to the whole narrative structure of portraying someone with like memory loss that we as the audience are going through it as not knowing what's happened before rather than in like a chronological like kind of linear motion of like this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. We're going, this happened. Now look what happened. This is what happened just before that. This is what happened just before that. And we're going back, jumping through. And I think it makes it a lot more enjoyable. Absolutely. And I think if you didn't get, that it was running in order. Like, if you got a fair way into this, you'd just be confused as fuck. <laughs> like, if, it's yeah. something that, like, if you don't pay attention early on, you're just going to be like, what the hell is going on in this movie? Like, it's just not going to yeah, click. It's, it's not one of those ones where you can just kind of, like, uh, glide along for the first yeah. half an hour and then like, okay, yeah. when it gets good, then I'll start paying attention. But you then were, you're like, screwed. Yeah, you get there, like, like, yeah, like, what the I, fuck I, is I this? Was, I was on my phone during the like, opening credits and I looked, I was like, oh, shit. So I just yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> I put my phone down. Did you realise it was doing the backwards thing? Yeah, like, already. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I knew there was a Chris Nolan movie that was backwards, but I wasn't sure whether it was this or yeah, another this one. one. Or not. <laughs> and I was like, and I looked up and I was like, oh, shit, it's the backwards one. Hang on. Ah, shit. (laughs) All right, let's just focus for the next two hours. Fuck. I mean, at least it is only... Well, it was an hour 53 runtime, including credits. So, although tamed by this list standards. I do like the scene. I thought it was really funny where Lenny's waiting for Dodd 
and he's just in a towel and he rocks up and the apple just beats the shit out of him and he's just wearing it like Guy Pearce is just wearing a towel and it's just like like that's obviously held up with something because if you're really fighting someone like that in a towel that towel is gone (laughs) (laughs) but it stays on and I'm like thank you for staying on don't get no Guy Pearce news but it's just funny because it like like kind of you go to like a wider shot and it's like he is wearing a towel (laughs) Because it's like the first couple, of, he's a shirtless, like whatever. And then it's like, nope, he doesn't have any pants on. <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm like. That's an interesting fight sequence that you're just like, he's just in the shower, yeah. I liked the reveal as well that where he thought he was drunk, he's, well, not, he knew he wasn't drunk, yeah. but he had the, yeah, and then it's like, this will make a good weapon. What, I have this and just yeah, he's like, I don't <laughs> feel drunk. Why am I holding a bottle? <laughs> I in a way, I kind of feel bad for laughing at it because yeah. it's a real condition. But like, but it is comical in some moments. Yeah, you kind of can't help it. Yeah. Um, I think that's it's all you got. Covered everything. Yeah, Yeah. Kat, do you have anything to add? Um, not really. You kind of covered it. Like my main point was like what you brought up about, um, like kind of being in his shoes because you don't know what has just happened. But you really covered that <laughs> before, so I've got nothing to add, really. I thought it was a great movie. Good job, James. Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy it too. Well, should we talk about if we would watch it again? Yes. Uh, we can talk about that. that. That wasn't a yes yeah. to the question. That was a yes. We can talk Ooh, about that. Uh, <laughs> well, Kat, do you want to start? Sure. Um, I definitely would watch it again. I think I need to watch it again to kind of really get a grasp on it. I mean, it's kind of simple to follow in your mind, but when you're watching it, it's not. I don't know. But yeah, I definitely will watch it again. Excellent. Jacob? Yeah, I think I will. Yeah, I think I will. Because like it's just one of those things. Like I think if I watched like watching it a second time or third time, you'd notice a lot yeah. more, and things would click because you kind of watch it like now knowing where the movie starts, where the movie ends, and what happens, and everything. Then you'd be like, it'd be different. On yeah, that. you'd be like picking up on little things and stuff like that. Yeah, so I think I definitely will. I'm wa- I'm wondering if like it's a movie. Can I just jump ahead of you, Nick? Okay, I guess <laughs> I, I you're would already wa- burned. <laughs> I would watch it again. Um, but the question is, like, usually when you say that, it's like, it's a good movie. I could watch it, you know, five times over a certain amount of time. I'm wondering if after a second viewing of this, the watch, it, like, now that I know the plot, I watch mm. it again, I have a very different experience. Then uh, if you ask Would me- Would you watch it a third, a third time? time yeah. Like, that's almost never a relevant question except yeah. for a movie like this. Mm. And I'm actually not sure once I know the plot and I've seen it like that, if I would still be enjoying it on a third viewing. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, because I, I don't yeah. like... There's not many... I mean, I suppose the mystery genre in general is a bit like that, but you don't see a lot of things quite like this. Yeah, I think, like, the only reason I would watch this again is to kind of get a concrete thought of what I think his backstory is. And, like, because... Like, I mean, we know the plot, really, but, like, the only thing that really had me thinking was at the end where I'm like, oh, shit, so what? where has he come from, really? Like, is his wife... Was his wife diabetic? Did he kill her? Like, Mm. how much of this is just made up? And, yeah. Yeah, with the unreliable narrator. So, I I think one more viewing would 
you know, I could probably solidify something. But yeah, after that, I think, I don't know, I think so, so much of the enjoyment from this is being like, oh, well, how do you end up here? But like, once you know, yeah, you just kind of know. I think I, I think I agree with you. Like, I think the performances are good. Like, I think Guy yeah. Pierce does really well, and and like all the main three, Carrie Ann Moss and. Uh, Joe Joe Pantoliano, baby stay out man, <laughs> baby stay out man. Yes, as he will be forever known. Yes, um, like like it's shot well. It's like, but the the structure is just the big gimmick of it. I feel like it's the strength and it's the weakness of it in a way. Like it's what makes it interesting, but it's what makes it not be like you know a lot of your other things like your Star Wars, your Lord of the Rings, your other big big like trilogies and blockbusters, they kind of stay because people love to watch them again with friends, yeah. whether you've seen it or not, or you've seen it a hundred times. Whereas this one, because of its structure is kind of he- like, you can't really do that to the same extent. Yeah. Kat, what do you think on that? Sorry, I just zoned out for a hot <laughs> <laughs> second. And now we're doing the podcast in reverse. <laughs> <Really> rev- <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I guess we can move along then. Yeah. Okay, so we can go to what we've been watching and what we're excited for. I got it right. Yay. Well done. Um, Good job. Yay. You can, take you you can peel the... off my Macca's Monopoly stickers oh, as a yes. reward. <laughs> and it is, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, it is a chance card that's oh, boring oh, as. Oh, <laughs> there you go. You can have that, James. Thanks. Okay. Um, so, James, because it's your week, what have you been watching or what are you excited for this week? Well, I'm going to throw back to what I said last week. Uh, Reanimator came out from Everything Everything and I have... I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping to, but oh, they are like no. my second band, second favorite band ever. So my expectations were very bloody high. Uh, for the listeners at home, Jacob almost just fell out of his chair. But I can't fall out. I was like, when you're in a second. Su- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it was really, really shocking. My, re- my review here. Um, it's one of those albums that it's good because it doesn't have any songs that you really want to skip. I think. Um, so it's, there's, there's not like filler songs in there it's like no which i i find a lot even with albums that other people tell me the whole thing is so good i'm like but actually like those six songs are good and those other five are kind of meh is track seven good is it (laughs) is it really track seven it feels like the weak link here like are you sure it's good um so like it's probably their most consistent one for me um it i like there's about three songs that i really really like so it's like like good overall, but less high highs than I found yep. from other ones. Um, for anyone who who has listened, uh, Big Climb, Black Hyena, and In Bird Song, those are the three best ones for me by far. Yep, I'll yep. take your word for it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> for any of the other uh, English indie rock heads, if that's a if that's a phrase, um, or an actual real thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually just made up this whole band. <laughs> um, the only other thing I've recently, um, my girlfriend started to get me into Love, Death, Robots. That's oh, so good. I watched that. Yeah, that, that's oh, great. Oh, so good. I've uh, yeah. So I've only I've only seen one, which that she said apparently is one of the best ones. It's so from my understanding, it's like a like they're all self contained. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an anthology. It was um where they're like these two monsters that fight each other and they're controlled by 
people and look, I, I, yeah. I don't know how many episodes. I watched it ages that, ago. That, that's quite fair. Uh, it was very gruesome, but it was enjoyable. So I plan to watch more. Yeah, some of the because like a lot of them like different animation styles and stuff between different episodes because they're all essentially like each standalone episode's different creators and animators and everything. It's always like individual little thing kind of just brought together as an anthology to showcase all these things. Mm-hmm. And like the variation in animation styles from episode to episode is fantastic. Like there's everything so unique. The storylines are so unique. Like just it makes such a, such a be- like the what's the word? Like it's such a beautiful like show, but it shows diversity and creativity. Mm. Like every episode, it's structured differently. It's like some of them are five minutes, some of them are 27 minutes. Like it shows how, what people, like all these animators were given a chance to create a story and put it through. And some of them are ultra violent and some of them aren't. And like it, you know, it's such a great showcase. And some like the motives, and there's ultra realistic like human faces that are animated. Like in some, like some of them like look amazing. And look like the actor that's doing the voice, like, and then there's other ones where it's just like super cartoony and wacky, and it's mm. yeah, it's just fantastic. Like, it's I recommend that to well, anyone. I, I look forward to yeah, watch to the rest. Watching quick, yeah, they're great. Uh, Nick? I'll, I'll go next. Um, I watched The Lighthouse. Oh, I, I haven't watched it yet. I've still not seen that. It's on my list from yeah. Tyler. It went up on Amazon Prime the other day. A so lot of say. things have come up on Amazon Prime recently. It's, yeah, they're killing. It's a that. huge list of like relatively newish stuff and it's like exclusive with Prime and it's just like everything yeah. that's just come out. Yeah, they're yeah. doing well. But um, Kat, have you seen it? No, I haven't. No, okay. Um, okay. Uh, again, I'm in a spot where I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, Talk about visuals and stories and things. Visuals? Oh, fuck yeah. It's very, very good. So the whole thing is shot in black and white and with a four by three ratio. Yep. And it looks incredible. Like it's, it's something that could be so easily just be a gimmick, but they it's use it so well. James Pattinson and Who? Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm <laughs> saying the real name. <laughs> Isn't that his real name? What Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson. I said James, <laughs> didn't James. I? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Pattinson and yeah, Willem, Willem Dafoe. Dafoe yeah. They're both very very good. Yes, and it's who's. James Pattinson's an Australian cricketer. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's why we had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> but, nope. uh, yeah, they... It's just like, essentially, two lifeguard keepers. Lifeguard? Life, lifeguard? Lifehouse? Lifehouse? Fuck. What a movie. They keep two, the wives two, alive. Two lighthouse guards on a island for like one month, and it's just Robert Pattinson slowly going insane. And is Willem Dafoe already insane? <laughs> you could argue, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and but it's um a lot of stuff in it is very ambiguous, but it's not like an annoying kind of ambiguous. Like you know how like just some indies will just be like, oh, was it was this real? You'll never know. And it I know yeah. to me it just always seems like, did you just make that a thing just because you couldn't be bothered explaining yeah. it? But in this, it's <laughs> like. It, it is very well put together and everything that could be a gimmick is done for a reason and looks amazing. But Sweet. And I also watched The Boys, but I'm sure... We'll I've watched three well. episodes, but not the fourth. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't had time to watch this Fridays. Because I still haven't watched it yet. Oh, mate. mate. Next week again. Maybe I'll watch the whole the whole of both uh, hey, yeah, yes. the first well, season and then we can have a complete... I'm waiting for Lockie so we can watch it together and he's not... 
motivated enough. Bloody yet. Lockie. Uh, every, not, not that we can dox Lockie on the podcast, but if you happen to know Lockie and you're listening, call him out. Tell him to yeah. watch the boys. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go next. Um, I watched... Actually, I watched a million day, a million ways to die in the West. Why? Because I hadn't seen it since it came out. <laughs> it's so good. It's just funny. It's yeah, I, honestly, like it was a lot better than I remembered it. The only thing I oh wait no, I remember two things. Isn't Django in it? Yes. Yeah, okay. it shows up at the end. Oh, that's pretty funny. But um, like also, Doc Brown. Yes, and Doc Brown from Back to the Future has a cameo. <laughs> he's walking into a barn. He's yeah. like working on the like. That's funny. Yeah, but like, yeah. But that's just. They're just references to two good things. Yeah, but it's just like, the whole movie. Like, there's a moment where like the ice shipment comes in. Like, oh, do you want to go down and watch the ice shipment come in? They're like, yeah, and then they're watching it, and like the oh, boat yeah, breaks, like and this dude just gets crushed by like a two-ton block of ice. They're like, oh my god! Like these people, there's like random deaths through the whole thing where people just get brutally like killed, and everyone just reacts like. As you would. It's just like, what the fuck just happened? Actually, I have been watching old episodes of Family Guy. Yeah. That might be my next step. Like, it was Family Guy's good. And then it's probably like that, right? Yeah, it's it's very similar. There's what's happening here? If you have a customer. Oh, no, it's Bob's daughter. It's fine. (laughs) Um, And then I watched, oh, fuck, I watched something else. It was obviously very good. It was. <laughs> I was like, I have to talk about this. And now, oh, um, The Social Dilemma. Social Dilemma. It's a new documentary on Netflix. And it's like people that used to work for Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and stuff. And they go through how the algorithm works. Ooh. And like, I recommend That's everyone nice. should watch this because it goes through about how the algorithm can target. And they've got like, there's like a couple of actors that play like this fake family. And it goes through how if you click on one thing and there's like a path, but the algorithm will work to show you similar things. So it can take you down a deep rabbit hole to one side of a political spectrum while taking someone else the other side. And it's showing how there's this massive divide because people are only seeing, like if you're really into conspiracy theories, the YouTube algorithm, the Facebook algorithm, will keep showing you similar things and will take you further and further to that. It's kind of... And it's changing how people perceive the world because they're only seeing such a focused group of information that they're not seeing the whole picture. I've heard yeah. people talk about this before, mm-hmm. essentially, the death yeah. of centrism, that it's just pushing people to yeah, each like, a bigger extreme. and bigger divide. And everyone should watch it because there's people... That, like There's the guy that developed the YouTube algorithm and he's like, I regret everything. He's like, he's like, whatever you do, do not click on recommended in YouTube. Oh no! He's like, make your own decisions. He's like, do not click it because it just gets and because Google owns like so much, like it just knows everything about you. There's more information that they, these companies have on you than you could ever know on yourself. They know, like, there's points where like it goes through. It's like, oh recommend this person as a friend to them because they have similar interests. They have like three mutual friends and geographically they're very close by to each other. If the location's like on, it's like, oh, they like similar, then like it'll pop up, you know, recommended friend or, you know, is also following because you have similar interests and it expands that circle. It expands that tight circle of your sort of information. I do it. Does that do anything for anyone though? Like, like you guys be like, 
Oh, yeah. There's, it's all... If you're not paying for something... Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I know that. Yeah. I meant specifically the recommended friend thing. Like, yes. No, I... <laughs> when I met your housemate... Yeah. She immediately came up on my Facebook. I'd never seen her in my life. And I went to that party you had. That's fucking great. Yeah, because they were in the same house. media I yeah. had, I'm like... <laughs> because it knows that you were in that location. It's like, you were in her house. You should be friends with her because you went in her house. I don't like that at all. That yeah, because it knows. Yeah. So everyone should watch this documentary because it fucking melted to. my brain. And now I do not trust. Well, I didn't trust the word anyway, but now it's just like, Facebook's going to kill us all. Well, there's a gro- like there's a, a pretty growing movement to like, delete Facebook. I know it's yeah. been going for a while, but like I've seen, I'm seeing more and more. But also, stuff. don't delete it because yeah. it's taking information about our podcast. So please keep Facebook just for us. <laughs> yes, please keep all your social medias. They're very good to yes, follow. Watch it thank again. You. <laughs> Hashtag Watch It Again podcast. Anyway, so yeah, um, Kat, your turn. Um, well, I was on a Christopher Nolan roll. Ooh. Uh, because I watched Roland. The Dark Knight last week and then obviously Memento this week. But I also watched Inception again, um, which is just Nolan. an excellent movie um, with like majority of the cast from The Dark Knight Rises in it anyway. So it was just like a bit trippy to watch that the day after I'd watched the other one. So <laughs> like, that's not the same character. What's happening here? <laughs> um, and what else have I watched? Um. Oh. Oh. Um. The man from Uncle with Lockie. We watched that. I've it seen nice. that. Yeah. It was a good. It's a good movie. It I think is. it's a very underrated movie. Yes. Um. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Wait, who said they hadn't seen it? James, like always. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you should add that to your list, James. Yeah, it's right. based it's on. Um, How long is James's list? <laughs> <laughs> it's based on a TV series from like the 60s or 50s or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like in the height of the Cold War. It's really good. Really, really good. Plus, it's got Henry Cavill, Alicia Vikander, and um, Army Hammer in it. So it's just like. You had me at Henry Cavill. The best cast. Army <laughs> Hammer. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. yeah, that's what I watched, and I also read. I finished reading a book of short stories and another book about like living your best life, and yeah, sick. That's me. Perfect. Right. Well, I guess we can um, <laughs> wrap it a Rudy up. Opera. <laughs> Sorry, what did you just <laughs> I have say? No idea. <laughs> okay, that's a sign. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> All right, so you can reach us at Watch Again Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Please don't delete them, even though I just said that they're going to kill the world. But, you know, just keep it for us and reach out to us, you know, before the world all implodes. At least we'll have a lot of likes when we're going out. <laughs> <laughs> that's the important thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, or you can reach us at Watch It Again Pod at gmail.com. Send us an email because why not? Um, otherwise, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And as always, I am Jacob and with me are... I'm Kat. <laughs> I'm Nick. And I'm James. They we waited did, again. We, we, we did have the balls to cut oh, Kat no. off. Yeah, no. uh, well, we'll catch you, you guys cut me next off, guys. week. I'd be so sad. I'd leave the podcast. <gasps> <gasps> All right, don't no, cut her off. Don't oh, cut her off. Just right. looking for an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.